Hello, you are listening to episode 90 of the Business of Making podcast. This week, we are talking about why you really need to pay attention to conversion rates and how much traffic do you really need. We hope you enjoy it. Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvers, Deb Engelmeyer, and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another week of the Business of Making podcast. We're so happy that you're here. I'm Michaela. I'm here with my co-host, as always, Jess. Hello. And Deb. Bonjour. And I was wondering if you're going to say bonjour to me. Yeah. <laughs> I forget often. I need to remember bonjour. So this week we're talking conversion rates, which is exciting. But before we get to that, because we love talking about sales, before we get to that, we would like to do a couple of little shout outs for our wonderful patrons who help us to make the show by supporting us with a very small monthly uh, contribution to help us with all the production costs of the podcast. So this week we are saying hello and a big shout out to Persimmon Peak, um, which is, I just can't even, like I'm on the website right now and it's so cute. Uh, Jen is in, I did look where she was and now I can't remember what state it is, but she's in the States, in the United States. Um, but she makes these really cute um, custom fabric uh collars dog collars and all things for pets which are really really cute but i just can't even get past the animal pictures like <laughs> if, if you go <laughs> just when you're over the kitties it's like oh it's so cute and um even just like she has a really nice little section where she says meet our photographers and it has all the different photographers who've taken the photos for the website for her and i'm just like oh kitty oh doggy kitty <laughs> sorry it's not a very good shout out but it, it's super super cute so it's yeah, good definitely by her. very good marketing and the website's really easy to navigate and stuff like that too. So definitely go and check her out if you have a furry friend that you would like to jazz up in the fashion stakes a little bit. <laughs> uh, the second person that we'd like to shout out to is in Australia in Townsville and it is Lena from Love from Lena Designs. Um, and Lena has recently pivoted to, um, well, not necessarily pivoted, but included things like face masks and trolley covers in, in light of the whole <laughs> that shall not be named situation, <laughs> bloody COVID. Um, but she also makes these really cute um, like scrunchies and cool like food covers. So if you're going on a picnic or you have a cheese platter, you're entertaining um, little or big netted food covers, which you can put over the food. I don't know if it's that much of a problem in other countries, but in Australia, <laughs> we have a lot of flies. Yes. So if you're entertaining outside, you really need to cover the food up if it's going to be out there for a little while. So she's really, really good with fabric and um, there's tons of designs. And again, like really good website. So well done, you guys. Like we're quite impressed with um, the branding of both of your websites. So great job there. So thank you so much for supporting us, um, all patrons. You can go and check all of our patrons out on thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash supporters. Um, pretty and sure there's a link there too if you'd we're like. We're getting to quite a lot now. 
Yeah. We it's really course. exciting. Our goal is, is to exciting. hit 100. I think we've got in the 70s now, which is yeah, amazing. It's exciting. We'll have to figure so, out what to do when we do hit 100. Probably another live Q&A. Q&A. Maybe something yeah, else. something more. Maybe something <laughs> don't know. It'll be fun. It will. Yeah. So thank you all. And I guess let's get into the episode, which uh, follows on directly from the episode a couple of weeks ago around what uh, sort of numbers and metrics that you should actually be paying attention to. Definitely go back and listen to that one if you haven't yet. Um, There's also a wonderful segue in the middle of it. Yes. (laughs) There's a little bit of a tangent. We talk about life and... The ills of social media and how it's destroying the world. But anyway, um, it's it's like anything, you know, it can be used for good or evil. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) let's not get into it again. (laughs) Um, So today we're talking specifically about conversion rate. And I think this has popped up because um, all three of us have had people sort of comment every now and again saying, oh, you know, I've only had two or three sales in the last month. And then we'll sort of say, okay, well, how many people are coming to your website? Because we need to work out what that conversion rate is, i.e. people coming to your website, how many of those people actually buy? That is your conversion rate. So if they then say, yeah, I've got two sales in the last month and I've only had 20 visitors, Mm -hmm. we go, holy shit, that's amazing. Like your conversion (laughs) rate seems really good um, because that's a very high percentage in terms of sales. Mm -hmm. Um, So what would you guys say is the sort of average or expected conversion rate currently Um, in general? Because obviously it changes. In the e-commerce industry, it's like from 1% to 3% is what people... M4 it will depend mm-hmm. on like the exact platform because I mean e-commerce industry it's a pretty broad, you know, <laughs> industry. <laughs> yes. Like yes. Anything. that includes Amazon and anyone who's a website and Etsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but essentially anything three percent starting to be real good. Anything about three, I'm like that's fantastic. Uh, under one percent, I'm a little bit concerned that there might be some tweaks needed. Around two percent, I'm like yeah, cool. Let's get more views mm-hmm. and more traffic because that sounds pretty reasonable. Um, that's kind of how I look at it, but it will be dependent on like your shop essentially. Yeah. So let's just do the basic maths and get that out of the way now. So everybody understands Mm -hmm. what conversion rate is. It's the percentage of sales per hundred visitors. Okay. Cause it's out of a hundred percent. So for every hundred people you have now, this is not, so you have to understand the difference between visitors and page views. All right. So Mm -hmm. it's hundred visitors, a hundred people visiting your shop. Um, and then how many of those people are buying from you? So uh, on Etsy, it's real easy. They have it there in the stats section for you. You don't have to do anything. You just go, oh, look, there's my conversion rate. Excellent. And you could look at it over time and how it's changing. But if you have your own website, it's pretty easy to calculate. You just have to look at your stats and go, okay, well, in the last whatever period of time, week, month, year, how many visitors have I had? Okay. And then you look at that and then you look at how many sales you've had. And then you just have to do the percentage. Um, so you like number there. of sales divided by number of visitors mm-hmm. times 100 to get a percentage. Yeah. In the same period of time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. And that's how you'll get your conversion rate. Mm. So and if think- you're getting uh, two and you only have 20, what's, what percentage is that math whizzes? Uh, one in 10 is 10%. So, it's 10%, so two right? in 20. Oh, 20%. 10%. Yeah. No, 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 oh, no. But, and that's it's still 10%. 10%, yeah. <laughs> Which is really good. So that but, and that's a very massive. important point. It's huge. I wouldn't care about it at that point because if you only had 20 people visiting your shop, I wouldn't even yeah. worry 
about your conversion rate until you get a few hundreds. Yes. Because maybe we have to talk about uh, statistical significance. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Boring words. Boring yeah, words. Because they might have been like your mum because yeah. you've told her about it. <laughs> like, yeah. <from> <laughs> Yeah. So you, you know, I think, and this is something that happens when you start as well. And mm. I mean, I've done it too, when I first launched my website or whatever, like you just, you like getting excited because you're like, oh yeah, people are starting to visit it, you know, mm. but 20 people sounds like a lot. It is if they're in your living room, <laughs> but on the internet, it's really not enough to, to, to use that as any kind of like statistical information that you can turn into an insight. You need to have more volume so that the data is more, um reliable reliable um, yeah yeah i think because like that's a really good point because if you're for example if you are um filling in an application to go to something like finders keepers and they ask what your conversion rate is and you're going off that 10 percent, two out of 20 sort of thing um that's not really uh what is the True. word it's yeah like it's <laughs> well, not it is, it's but, not that it's yeah. even dishonest it's just not an accurate representation mm-hmm. of like you got to think about I don't know. Like it's like if you're if you're selling ten percent, that sounds really good. But you know, it's two sales. Mm, so, yeah. So it's not a good reflection, really, when you know the actual numbers. So I think it goes mm. back a little bit to what we talked about in the last episode about um, relating those numbers to different numbers as well. Like mm-hmm. you can't really just take a single metric and take very much meaning from that. No, and you have to. There's kind of a sequential, a sequential pyramid of things to worry about when it comes to your online business conversion rate is not something you need to worry about or should be worrying about until you have enough traffic mm-hmm. so you need you need if, you, if you're not if you, you literally are just getting like 20 visitors a month or even 20 visitors a week conversion rate is not what you should be worrying about you should be taking a step back and going okay how do i get more traffic to my shop yeah. because you can't get a clear picture on, of your you know genuine conversion rate with only that small amount of visitors mm-hmm. uh, if you can scale that up and you know you're getting 100 visitors a day and you're still getting two sales for every 20 visitors well you're a freaking superstar <laughs> like yeah that's amazing so you're too busy actually yeah. but it's probably. unlikely that it would scale like that right and it's i guess that's unlikely. the point we're getting at yes. like once you have more traffic it's it's more likely you'll get the two sales out of 100 yes yeah. which is a fine rate like yeah, that's, that's great the two percent so that's good but i guess it's all a little bit about um managing expectations a little mm, bit too because yeah. as if you are getting that 10 percent, you're like yes i'm gonna scale this and then it sort of stays where it is mm. then don't be disheartened like that's where you want to actually pay attention to the metrics because you're like, oh, okay, no, like this is a baseline of sort yeah. of where I want to be. And I am actually meeting that even though it feels like I'm not growing as I should yeah. be or whatever. So if you're getting 100, say you're getting 100 visitors per day and you're making one sale a day, you're doing okay. That's yeah. That should be a benchmark for you. Like yeah. one sale per 100, you're doing okay. Like that's fine. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't think you're, you're like terrible or your shop sucks or anything's like I see this pop up in Etsy Facebook groups all the time people putting out these numbers and going oh this is terrible and everyone's like ah no that's actually really good (laughs) you just don't if you don't understand and you haven't been educated as to what to expect like people expect to make a sale for every visitor or something like that's just completely ridiculous but and it's completely ridiculous it is completely ridiculous yeah but I think it's definitely it it probably ties in a bit of a mindset thing as well mm-hmm. when there's a bit of fear of, you know, like your first, because that's something that you only get when you just get started. As yeah. you get more experience, you know that. And you're like, you look at numbers going up, only 100 visitors, so that's fine, I made a sale. You know, that's cool. Yeah. 
Uh, but when you're just getting started, yeah, you, there's this excitement of going, oh, 50 people have visited my shop and no one has bought. And so because you haven't been making a lot of sales yet, you, like fear kicks in or like that imposter syndrome or whatever you want to call it that tells you my product sucks and I'm not good enough and people hate my products mm. and it's not working well. Essentially, it's just such a small sample that it's just the beginning of, of mm. this story you yeah. know and so don't get wrapped up in that because yeah you, you're not going to get a sale per visitor like that would just be crazy i mean i don't know I mean, if anyone makes the that biggest in the brands world. in the world don't get that no, 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 <laughs> absolutely not the biggest brand in the world their conversion rate is probably lower than even yeah. 1% because yeah. they get so much traffic and they don't get you know yeah and they spend a lot of money on advertising and like exactly. all the stuff that we don't do so Are you considering transitioning to full-time with your handmade business? If so, you'll be happy to know that I'm interrupting a conversation to talk to you about a guide that's going to help you do exactly that. We know it can be scary to jump into your handmade shop being your sole source of income. And so we made it a little bit easier for you by listing out everything we think that you should consider both on the personal and business financial levels so that you feel confident you can transition to full-time safely and that you're not forgetting anything. You can get the guide at thebusinessofmaking.com slash getfreebies and that's all in one word, getfreebies. And you'll also find the link in our website at thebusinessofmaking.com. Back to the show. Um, yeah. I think too, oh my God, no, I just lost it. I lost it. Oh no, she lost the train of thought. <laughs> It's always our favorite thing. <laughs> Just keep thinking. Actually, don't think. Yeah, we'll move on and it'll come back to you. Yeah. That's all yeah. the way it happens. Think about it. It makes it, it, makes it, it worse. Oh, no, I remember. <laughs> okay, because you were saying that that's where people like the fear kicks in. If you get zero sales within 50 visitors, I think too that's when people start changing things. Yeah. Like, oh, I've got to change my product descriptions. I've got to change my photos. I've got to blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, just hold on. Just <laughs> <Yes>, wait. <laughs> to give it time and um yeah test a few other things before you start changing everything Mm -hmm. yes absolutely now if you're getting 500 visitors a day and no sales this is when you need to worry Mm. Um, because well that's actually it's probably pretty unusual that that would happen and the reason is because how well first of all let's how are people finding your shop right how are they coming across you are they finding you on social media are they finding you on google search are they finding you through etsy search are they finding you like there's so many different ways they can be finding you right chances are they're only clicking through to your shop if they've seen something somewhere about you that they like, right? So it's probably pretty unusual that somebody would come through to your shop, like that that many people would click through to your shop because they liked something about your business and then didn't buy. A few things that come off the top of my head that that could be caused by is prices. So maybe they, they see something, they love it, they come through and the price is either way higher or way lower than they expect it to be and so they don't end up buying from you. Um, there could be other things like shipping costs. It could be turnaround times. Like there, there could be a number of reasons why people would come to your shop because they like the look of your stuff and then not end up buying from you at the end of the day. So those are the things that if you are getting, you are getting the traffic but you're not getting the conversion, you're not getting the sale, it's probably not perhaps necessarily like your photos. Like this, this is the, the difficult thing. It's about trying to work out what mm. change that's going to increase my conversion rates. While- and that's where the testing comes in. Yes. And did we do an episode 
the scientific method, something, something. Yes. Was that around like testing stuff? Yeah, scientific those? marketing like, method, I think. So that was, yeah. was one of the first episodes. We were like, we're going to bring in the nerd to the podcast industry. <laughs> <laughs> bring it Here from the go. beginning. Episode three, treat marketing, marketing as an experiment. Yes. And I think the core takeaway of that was change one thing at a time. Yes. Test test one thing at a time and figure out what what's going wrong there because it, yeah, it might not be your photos. It might just be that those people aren't the right people. They're not ready to buy or mm. if they are ready to buy it, maybe they just can't find the fucking buy button. Like mm. maybe you need to test your actual website and make sure that people know where to purchase stuff. Yeah, or the checkout process is onerous or annoying in some way. Um, So like if people aren't, I think, think about it in two different ways. You got to think about traffic and you got to think about conversion. So if people aren't actually visiting your website in the first place, that's where you look at your photos, your keywords, your descriptions, like those absolute fundamentals. Those Mm -hmm. are the things that get people to your shop, right? Mm -hmm. But once they're there, those are not the things to then be looking at when it comes to conversion, I don't believe. It's the other stuff like prices, your your website design, you know, like the checkout process. Answering questions they have about the yes. products in the description. Making sure that the fo- making sure you've got photos that actually answer any questions, that's a different Yeah, that's, different, that's what I was right? going to say. I was going to say I agree, but the photo kind of goes both camps because some mm. photos will make people come because there's the why they click on yep. it and then yep. they visit the listing. But then those additional images yes. that they can't necessarily see on the front page or whatever you want to call it, once they're on the listing, do help with that conversion rate as well. So if there is barely enough or they're kind of blurry mm-hmm. or they're really looking for, a, you know, looking, say, for the jewelry, how it attached behind your neck or whatever, and they don't see that, it might be an element of doubt and, like, you know, it creeps in in their mind. Oh, I don't know if this is the right product for them. So photos do have an importance there but it's always a matter of am i answering any potential question or doubt that the potential customer might have yeah we have an episode all about photography episode 17 product photography fact for handmade product sellers make sure you go back and listen to that one because that's amazing um, i didn't know we did that (laughs) what happens when you've been doing the podcast for two years you forget about what we've talked about in the past um also etsy talk about this as well because i've been doing some training with them they talk about the photos don't contribute to your uh, like your SEO reach, like they don't contribute to where you you come and search, but they do strongly say that the photos you have do contribute to your conversion. And what they mean by that is, yeah, do you have the the right photos that educate your customer yeah. and and answer any objections they have and show them everything about the product? So you might have really nice, pretty photos that bring people to your shop. Like say you have, and I see this quite often, people will have like one or maybe two photos on their listing and they're great photos, but they don't tell me enough about the product. So they're mm. enough to get me there, but they're not enough to sell me on the product. Yeah. So that's that's what you need to think about. Yeah, and most people will look at the pictures first and if they're happy <laughs> with that, maybe check the description. Maybe most people skip. Like I'm a skipper of description. In the description, I will skip to find the very specifics of like a size or something particular that I need. But if it's in the photo, I'm not even going to read the description. And sometimes you can also have those graphics in your photos as well that explain something. I think you should so these days. You should 100% these days because people don't read. Exactly. Online, they just don't. <laughs> So, yeah, photos are important for that. but um, Also videos, which is what we covered in yes, the video videos, yeah. episode. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the 80s, it was it was like last month. Like oh, in the 80s, 80s. it sounds so like in the actual 80s. And I'm like, like we're not that, not that old of a podcast. 
Don't even think you, you were born in, in the 80s, were you, Deb? Yeah, I was born in the 80s. Just, 89. Just, you just turned 30. 89. So you, what? So you were born in what, 89? Or 89, yeah. But I'm also mid-December, so I was really, oh, really close oh, to right the 90s. On, right on the end. Yeah. I Actually, I think I was due for around Christmas. So my mom was probably wondering if that was going to be like a 90s baby or an 89. But I didn't <laughs> want to be a 90s baby. The 80s were cool. <laughs> yes, they were. I, I got through. like two weeks in the 80s. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely use that photo real estate for conversion. Like recently I just added, uh, like I have a whole bunch of, of products that you really need to read the description to understand something about the product. Um, Mm. like my oxidized jewelry, the fact that the oxide doesn't stay there forever. So I actually added an image to my photo saying, Please, I can't remember exactly what I said, but I'm like, please ensure you read the full description. It, enta- it entails or it contains vital information about this product. Like you really need to read it yeah. <laughs> just to, just to, because especially on Etsy, you get like nothing. There's a button that says description now. You can't see any of it until oh, you click on it. It's terrible. Really? Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. On the, on the phone. I don't like this. I don't like this it's, at it's all. Awful. Like, and there's so much other shit now that they put there, like but all this other information. And well, it's they test like, that sometimes. I don't think that's going to stay. It's really awful. Stay. I hope not because it mm. means people just, gl- they don't even see the description. They just gloss straight yeah. over it. So it is, yeah, use that photo real estate for those sorts of things as well. Yeah, or even I a video. I don't know why they've made this change. I mean, surely they've tested that or maybe they are testing it right now, but I really don't like it because you just go like no one's going to, no one's already reading it. Go make it harder for them to have to find where to click to read more. Like that's just ridiculous. Yeah, um, I'm going to throw, uh, is it a spanner in the work? Is that sure. Yeah, that's how you say it. That's right. Look at me learning English expressions. Um, <laughs> is that an idiom? about... Yeah. <laughs> the link between traffic and conversion rate as well there is something known as traffic quality mm. that is important um and that often comes up as well in um facebook groups i see it i've seen it with a few members as well that have had issues with that where you essentially promote your shop or your products onto another facebook group that's full of makers mm. uh, to get feedback or just because you know those promote handmade groups whatever they're called and so what you're doing is that you're getting a lot of people to go and visit your shop, but they're not actually interested in buying your products. So that kind of like biased your stats. And mm, that it's a really good point. Stats, yeah. yeah. Mm. It skews it completely because then people, you're going to see a lot of traffic and zero sale. And so your conversion rate is going down and you're thinking mm. that your shop is terrible, but it's not actually what was going on. Mm. Um, I've heard many horror stories lately about people going onto Fiverr, or those websites and paying a small amount for someone to mysteriously, they never really tell you how they do it, promote your shop and bring you tons of views and traffic. You know, they sell it and they're going to get a lot of traffic, but they don't promise you the quality of the traffic. So they go Mm. and they put your link into other Facebook groups that are not interested in your products at all whatsoever. Mm. It's irrelevant. And so you get the clicks, but you don't, as in the clicks to your shop, but you don't get conversions mm. so really important to remember it's better to have less traffic but really high quality of people that are engaged because they come from your own social media or because they found you using the right keyword um then you know because yeah you'll get more sales and your conversion rate will be a lot higher in that case that's exactly we didn't address this last week but the idea of like buying followers on social media or getting like mm. doing some sort of promotion that bumps your followers but they're not genuine followers like uh, yeah. It's a waste of time. Like, don't even. It, it's actually it's worse than a waste of time. It's actually detrimental. Mm. Uh, so don't ever ever 
bother doing yeah. anything like that. Um, I think if you are doing, like if you're going into groups and asking for, um, I've got to say it, I'll say it. My dog just <laughs> yeah, farted. Just say it. <laughs> it was so loud. I'm like, oh, my God. I we, didn't, didn't, we didn't hear it, it I promise. I but now everybody it. knows anyway. Yeah, That's we have right, a little chat when we stink. record, guys, and Michaela just wrote in the chat while we were trying to keep a straight face and not laugh, my dog just farted, it wasn't me. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't hear that. No, I know that. Oh, God. Um, back That's to the funny. Topic. Um, yes, I think if you are going into community groups and asking for feedback and so you do get that influx of traffic, just mm-hmm. remember that when you are looking at your yes. website, traffic just exclude that day or you know the yeah. traffic source whatever so there is ways that you can like don't uh don't feel like you have to avoid doing that completely because it can be really valuable just keep that in mind that when you are looking at your actual um traffic conversion rate that you got to remember oh yeah i forgot that i sent all these people there who weren't mm-hmm. going to buy stuff so mm-hmm. exclude them from those statistics when you're looking at it yeah that's a really good yeah. point good on you for bringing that up deb traffic yeah, quality traffic quality matters mm-hmm. hashtag a lot Mm-hmm. Hashtag. <laughs> hey there, Maker. Are you loving the Business of Making podcast? We're loving bringing it to you, but we really need your support to continue producing the show. You can support us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. And depending on your level of support, you can get perks like behind the scenes and extra special content, including video a link to your shop on our website, and even a shout out on the podcast itself. Every month, we also release a secret podcast episode available only to our platinum patrons. Just head on over to thebusinessofmaking.com forward slash support. Okay, so we've talked a lot about, you know, the things to think about, the things to look at, um, what's conversion rate, what isn't. Let's just briefly touch on a couple of things you could test. Um, so I, I threw a whole bunch of, ex- of examples of things that could be out there earlier in the episode. Uh, so one of them is price, obviously. That's an obvious one. And I think that's probably the one most people jump to. People go to that. Yeah. Best, yeah and, sure. and, and I don't mean necessarily dropping your prices. It could mean raising your prices. It could be that you're underpricing and that's why people aren't buying from you. It could be that you want to change up your shipping costs. Like um, maybe you're charging for shipping separately. Maybe you want to try folding that cost into your product cost and offering free shipping. I'm totally doing air quotes here Um, (laughs) because it's not really free. It shouldn't ever be free. Oh, isn't it? Don't you get free costs? (laughs) Especially if you're an Etsy because, hey, that gives you a little bit of a boost in the search results. Why not try that? Um, So think about, and again, with pricing that, again, that's a whole episode, which I'm sure we have another podcast about. Uh, earlier on, I'm sure we did some stuff on pricing, mm. but go back and do pricing from the beginning again if you're unsure. Like do the maths and then do the next step, which is looking at the you know the market, how you feel about your product, who you're aiming for with your branding, who's your ideal customer, blah 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 blah. Um, <clears throat> so pricing could be one. Now again, don't rush this sort of stuff. You need to give it enough time. So I would say month minimum. Yeah. making any of these changes to yeah. see what impact it has. Uh, and also you have to be aware of fluctuations over the year. So if, you, if you're new, you won't understand this, you won't have the data uh, to know. But if you are, uh, have you been in business for a while or you have a very seasonal product, you will be aware of the fact that your traffic and conversions will fluctuate throughout the year. Michaela, 
We have a pricing checklist, which is in our freebies, I believe, but that was episode 13, your pricing checklist, what to include. And there is also another episode about raising your handmade prices, which is episode 22. And how do people get our freebies? They go to... She's going to look it up. ...making.com. Forward slash something. Forward slash... Freebies. Oh, we are so good at this. If you go to it's in the header. So just go to the website and then you can click on freebies. Okay, excellent. Yeah, no. That's because we didn't plan this shout out. So we're like, what's the name of that page again? Anyway, so yeah, you can go get that that pricing checklist freebie on our website now if you would like. Uh, So yeah, pricing, give it a month. Um, I was talking about seasonality. So be aware that at certain times of year, you're going to get more traffic and you're going to get more conversions because of seasonality as well. So you have to take all that stuff into account when you're testing these sorts of things. Which is why, quick little parenthesis, <clears throat> it's sometimes a little bit when you see all these comments on Facebook groups and all people are going, my sales are down or are you guys mm. uh, having less views or whatever? And then everyone comments, like there's a million comments, people saying, I'm fine. Oh, mine's not down too. I'm fine. I'm down. I'm fine. There's no real answer. It's because like, what are you selling? Like, yeah, are they exactly. selling the exact yeah. same thing? Like, you know, some people will have seasonality and will have a drop when you're completely fine. Or actually, you might be actually in the season where people buy your products more. So it's kind of like asking this super large question to a large sample yeah, it's of useless. Other That's like it's when you go into a group and say, what would you pay for this? Oh, God, don't ever. Yes. No, God. No. Don't ever do that. It will destroy you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's useless. because Useless. No, useless don't, question. Don't I'm sorry. Like, there's no stupid questions, but that's verging on it. Like, it's yeah. a useless question. <laughs> ask, ask. Ask your um, mentor or, you know, oh, someone. Oh, your spreadsheet as well? Yeah, ask your spreadsheet first, yeah. But yeah, someone I mean, who like, knows about your business, about yeah, your don't, business. Don't just go in and ask for a scattergun answer to something where it's like you, you need some better advice around mm. what you should be asking there really. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what's another one that people could look at? What's another sort of tweak they could try to make to their shop? To uh, well, improve conversion. Issues, so I guess mm. let's just re-mention it really quickly, not necessarily in details because we kind of covered it, but the, are the pictures giving enough information mm-hmm. to a potential buyer? And by that, I mean, really, you need to understand what questions they would be having about your products and making sure that your products pictures actually cover that and not mm. just your description, although that's probably the next point, which is your product description mm. also needs to be very clear. Mm. yeah like if you have a if you make greeting cards have a photo of the inside because people want to know what's in the inside and the back you know and the back yeah or if you have some necklace that has a weird clasp that like is open some fancy way have a little video showing like this Mm. is how you open it or whatever so description is another one obviously if you're again if you're not answering a customer's objections uh, so, you know, somebody and an objection is, and you've all had this experience where you've looked at a product and gone, oh, but <laughs> so there's something about it that you're not sure of, or there's something about it that you have a question about. And you look at the pictures and you look at the description, you look at the FAQs, you look at the, and it doesn't answer the question. And you're like, well, am I, I going to go to the effort of, mess- yeah. of messaging this person to ask no. them? Uh, very few people will do that. So you yeah, need to spend true. that space answering those questions, answering to those objections and making sure by the time they've done all of those things, looked at the pictures, read the description, gone to your FAQs, they have no questions left, mm-hmm. possible questions left. And that's something that will come with time. There's stuff that you won't realise people have questions about until 
one day somebody emails you because they do actually want to know. And I still get these occasionally because there's like 150 products in my shop. And sometimes I might've missed mentioning one little thing in one little product. And then somebody will email me and go, oh crap, I really need to put that in the description because I've somehow yeah, blanked on putting that in the so description. Feedback. Yeah. And you wish someone I told you earlier, because you're like, how many people wanted to know that? And I just didn't have it in there. Exactly. You know? So yeah. don't break yourself, um, just go fix it. Another one is uh, when it comes to conversion as well, making it easy for people. And by that, I mean, Mm -hmm. how many options do you give them? And there's a line between it's good (laughs) to pick your color and you have to pick your color, your font, the size and all of this. I see see that on Etsy all the time where there's kind of like you can only really have two drop down or option list or whatever you want to call them. But people do all this cross one so that you can essentially ask for a size, Mm. which size do you want, which color do you want, which font do you want on your customization, what should the text be. And it's too much. Like Mm. it's actually been proven in so many studies that I can't quote right now, but just go and research it if you're interested (laughs) in that. That it, this is like decision paralysis where people go, I don't know, that's too yeah. many choices and it they will just give away, like, give up, sorry, because it's just too much. Yeah. So making it simple, if you have all of these different choices, then ask yourself, how can I maybe reorganize my listings so that um, maybe this, I, I don't have three choices for them, but only one or only two. And then I do more listings instead. And then mm. more keywords, that are more targeted, better quality traffic. Like the whole thing goes up when you start doing that. Yeah, definitely. That's a really good one. Yeah. I think that's uh, enough to be getting what else? And shipping, which you mentioned oh, yes. as well. Yeah, mm. yeah shipping. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely something you need to experiment with. And I think that's tricky as well because it depends. I definitely don't want to be with the advice then because that depends on the product and it's not necessarily mm-hmm. easy to have free shipping all the time. No. There's also probably like a percentage of – I like to look at it as like the ratio and I don't have a key, like a key number for you guys, but like if your product is $10 and your shipping is 7 like that's kind of like a big jump because people are like, well, there's like doubling the price that I was ready to pay. <laughs> uh, but if your product is like 120 and your shipping is $7, that's, an, that's a different story because they're mm. kind of like already thinking, yeah, 120, 127, same, same. So there's a mm-hmm. percentage of like how much the shipping is compared to the product and it, it's all psychological in the end because everyone knows shipping isn't free your customers aren't stupid they know it's mm. not free they're just you know it's how much were they re- ready to pay when they get to check out and what's the surprise there <laughs> yeah and when it's a good surprise it's a great surprise right yeah. so i was buying something for my kids from the states uh, a couple months ago and it was like pricey to begin with and I expected to pay shipping, but in my mind, I'm like, well, if shipping's over 30 bucks, I won't worry about it, but I'd pay up to 30. And then it was free. I was like, sweet. Like, <laughs> it was such a bonus. Like, they actually didn't um, advertise it on the site saying free shipping that was very obvious. So I was like, oh, wow, that's amazing and probably will make me a repeat customer. So mm. a nice surprise like that is sometimes really good. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. All right. Well, I think we've probably covered enough for this episode on conversion rates. Hopefully, I mean, I feel like that was definitely, I know (laughs) Deb gets really excited about the word rate and like numbers and statistics. A lot of people (laughs) don't love numbers, but I feel like this episode was actually very practical in the advice we've given. So um, hopefully you enjoyed it. If you did, please jump over and give us a review on wherever you give reviews that'd be great <laughs> itunes apple what podcast, no podcast yeah. still called itunes on my computer i don't know what's going on there <laughs> and uh on facebook you could leave us a review too that'd be great on our page i think you can do that mm-hmm. i have no idea you can um or you know just post in the group and say what you think about the episode that'd be cool too um thank you again so much for being here for another episode 
We love you guys who listen to us. You're our <laughs> lifeblood. I don't know. Um, we keep us coming back. That's why we keep, keep doing coming it. Back. Yeah. yeah, that's right. All those nice um, reviews and comments and knowing we're actually helping people. Yeah, I mean, that's why we do it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just like listening to our own voices. Well, we're really. not earning any money, so <laughs> no. we're being pretty bad business people about this. I do like <laughs> hanging out with you people. too as well. Yeah, that, it is that's nice. nice. It's worth yeah, it. It's good. Definitely. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll be back with a patron-only episode next, uh, so do make sure you join Patreon if you want to jump into those. Otherwise, we'll see you in a few weeks. Thanks, everyone. hear us, rather, in a that's few right. weeks. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye.